Hello and welcome to the Native and the Transplant. I'm your native, Alex Johnson. I'm still hanging around. Also a native, Mary Johnson. Hello there. <laughs> Hi, Obi-Wan. How you doing? <laughs> doing good. So last week didn't go as planned. Uh, uh, no, I was out of town and lost my voice in Las Vegas. Yes. So I sound a little rough still, but thankfully I finally have a voice back this week. <laughs> That's a good thing. And then my uh, transplant that was supposed to fill in for you, that was a uh, uh, chaos. So, well, anyways, eventually, maybe next week. Yeah, we are working on it slowly but surely, but wanted to put out some information. And this one's going to be a little bit different episode because there's only two main stories and they couldn't be further apart or could they? It's dealing with TikTok and dealing with guns. <laughs> There's that part, and none of it has to do with Northern Colorado today. Uh, some of it does. Well, a lot of it does. As far as TikTok users in Northern Colorado. Oh, did you pull stats on that? Look at you being so, all amazing. This is some of the stuff that I'm working on. So, well, shoot, let's dive right in there. All right, jump, jump on in, both feet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we're going to kick it off with TikTok. And a lot of you may know or may not know that today on uh, good old the 23rd of March in 2023, the CEO of TikTok America was before the congressional panel. N National congressional panel? Yes, it, at the Capitol. Okay, just clarifying. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in... Uh, first and foremost, this truly enunciated the stupidity of our elected officials. Sure. Brought to light. It, it's, I'm dumbfounded. But I think this is an important story. This is something we need to talk about. That's part of the reason why I'm bringing it up is because why are they looking to ban TikTok? If you're someone who doesn't use TikTok, somebody that's just heard small little snippets about China, uh, being a Chinese app and data collection, that sort of stuff, you may have one view on it or another. But let's see what the importance is of TikTok. First and foremost, with the inception of TikTok and with it gaining in popularity, over 5 million small businesses across the nation use TikTok as far as advertising, as well as a sales platform. It has helped multiple people become millionaires, be able to quit their day jobs, be able to have true free speech as far as an independent news network. There's one gal called Under the Desk News that does a phenomenal job without the traditional bias of mainstream media. And it's truly become a collective app where many, many people have a voice on anything and everything that you can imagine. And it currently has over 150 million users in the United States alone. So why is it that Congress is wanting to ban TikTok? Well, because it's a Chinese company. China equals bad, right? That's what we're made to believe. That is truly what we're made to believe. So with with this congressional hearing and everything that's been coming up, I've been doing a lot more research on TikTok as well as on other social media platforms. So let's dive into that first thing as far as it's a Chinese app and they're, they are grabbing data. Now, I remember maybe back when TikTok was fresh or just really gaining popularity here in the United States was during COVID because Correct. everybody was dancing and doing ridiculous full house videos 
uh, with their neighbors and friends and editing it all together. And it was hilarious. Um, and I remember maybe something about them changing it to have American based servers, maybe. Yes. So under the Trump administration, when they first talked about banning TikTok, that was one thing that they were trying to get TikTok to either sell from uh, Byte. Is it Byte Industries? That's the parent company. That's the main Chinese company that owns TikTok. But what ended up happening with that quote unquote ban is all all they did was they switched it to all U.S. Uh, users are in service uh, servers and data collection is all U.S. server based. So it's all in the United States run by United States citizens. So the entire uh, collection conglomerate and all of that stuff is U.S. based. And that's something that he even brought up today within the hearing was that everything as far as U.S. is concerned is done and stays and remains in the United States. Some interesting facts that have come out with all of this stuff is the report that came out showing 12 months ago how much money Meta spent, so Facebook, Instagram, Facebook Messenger, all of that, how much Mark, um, Zuckerberg spent on starting to do a campaign to get TikTok banned. We're all shocked by alien Zuckerberg uh, doing all of that. So, and then in addition to that, it's also come out of how much data, U.S. data, American data, has been sold from Meta to the Chinese Communist Party. Well, that's why we're seeing all the dumb ads that we see on Facebook now and not anything exciting anymore, I suppose. So this is where it's blatant hypocrisy right out in the open. It's not so much hypocrisy as I think maybe more of a kill the competition kind of thing in the dirtiest way possible because that's how things are done in this country anymore. We don't like it, so we're going to buy our way out of it and shut it down. It's bad. Very much so. And that's really been the whole premise. I mean, um, can you pull up his name for me as far as the the TikTok uh, gentleman? TikTok CEO? Yep. Yes, I can. Sorry, I didn't have it in my notes. But he spent over four hours in the congressional hearing today. And he got berated by everyone, was rarely allowed to speak. And you had, it just truly showed, if I can talk correctly, it truly showed how truly incompetent our elected officials are. And really the old white boomers is what it seemed to be. As far as yelling about the retina scans, that TikTok somehow is able to do retina scans um, when he clarified, and they've actually put out some extensive studies on the fact that, yes, they track eye movements, but it's not a full retina scan. It's not a retina scan at all, and it's due to their filters. And it uses very similar technology that Facebook Messenger does when you go on a video. Yeah, and you can change your face and have the sparkly eyes and the... Almost the exact Puppy same. face and all that crap, yeah. uh, which came from Snapchat originally, I believe. <laughs> yeah. uh, his name is Shu Zichu, but he's from Singapore. <laughs> so he's, he's American. Uh, he is American, but, um, but he's, he's from he's Singapore uh, of Chinese ancestry. 
So there, there you go. He's the American CEO of TikTok. Okay. So he's the one who went in front of Congress today. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on all of this? I know um, we've we've chatted a little bit off air, but what what are your your thoughts on this whole debacle? Uh, well, I mean, I don't use TikTok. Shoot, I don't even use Facebook anymore. And honestly, the only Instagram I have is for the podcast here. So, and I'm still trying to figure it out, and I'm terrible at it. And I apologize for the you know 45 of you that follow us on Instagram. Um, I TikTok to me is just like fun and funny like i don't have tiktok but like the reels you send me are always funny um it, you know i don't i don't ever get too political with some of that stuff like some of them you send me are a little more serious but you know i don't know my son is on it doing dances and doing his hair on it always and you know hasn't quite gotten viral but has gotten thousands of views and likes on a few of his videos which just blows my mind so I guess, I mean, it's kind of fun, but like, what kind of data are they pulling? Like, really, do you really care about, like, what kind of data are you pulling from a 22-year-old bleaching his hair? <laughs> so a lot of the data that they pull is metadata. It's it's overall location data. It's uh, ISP data. Um, so there is some private data, but again, through the security within the app itself, you can set your preferences. And a lot of the thing that got to me is, and I forget her name, I, I'm doing horrible on this. Um, one of the congresswomen, she's started talking about one specific TikTok that had a gun in it and said, we don't want our kids to be seeing this type of content. And I did everything when I when I saw this happen and when I'm watching this, I think everybody kind of held their breath because I'm thinking, okay, so if you don't want to see guns, then why do you allow your kids to go to school? Oh dear. Well, that's 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 another topic for down the line here, but it is. That's I know, I know. That's where we're headed. Um, I. It's all about the algorithm of what you're watching, anyway. If you watch hair videos, you're going to see a pile of hair videos. If you're watching comics, you're going to see a bunch of comics. If you're watching TikTok dances to Tiger King in 2020, that's, <laughs> you know, you're going to get the Carol Baskin song stuck in your head. Thanks a lot. Now it's stuck in mine. Anywho. Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah. Killed her husband, whacked him. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so, but some of the stuff, you know, and this is where everybody's coming down to what is the definition of the First Amendment and freedom of speech, especially on a platform that you have over 150 million United States citizens on. It's obviously a very popular platform and a platform that Meta has not been able to, to compete with. I mean, YouTube Facebook hasn't has been their, able to compete with. Facebook has their reels. Yep. Uh, YouTube has their shorts, but honestly, like, I don't want to watch shorts on YouTube. I want to watch a 15-minute video on how to do a makeup tutorial or how to make a historical costume because I'm a weirdo. Yeah, and where you go to TikTok for, you know, videos like this. Whenever you're trying to reach... I want to show you something. Somebody said that every time Kamala speaks, it's like whenever you're trying to reach the word count on an essay... 
And ever since reading that, I can't unsee it. So during Women's History Month, we celebrate and we honor the women who made history throughout history, who saw what could be unburdened by what had been. Um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Um, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's not unlike it's not unlike our other uh, podcast. Yes, yeah, uh, you're bringing up our other podcast. Well, you know, just adding adding in our own audio <laughs> to our other podcast. We'll talk about that later too. <laughs> so, TikTok's a very interesting platform, and yes, with the algorithm, you can get stuck watching TikToks for hours on end. You know, every once in a while you start and then you look up and you're like, wow, it's been three hours. Uh, I'm always uh, amazed at the guys that are, you know, in positions of church power or any other kind of power where they're only supposed to, you know, be good and not be doing anything naughty that are like TikTok is full of nothing but girls in bikinis dancing. Uh it's based off of your algorithm. Yeah, I know. Which that's what cracks me up. So, <laughs> yeah. So it. So I'm at a point now where, with everything else that we have going on in the world right now, why is it that they're so focused on TikTok? Well, because it's you know China's taking over the world, uh, and American kids' brains are melting. We have an attention span of what ninety seconds now. I don't even think it's that long. I don't even think so either. So this is where I've just hit the pause button and, and ask you, you know, think about this for a minute. You have a platform where millions of people, over 150 million people can communicate on a daily basis. The average American and even one of the, the uh, they were at a press conference, I believe this was on Monday, where they were talking about uh, the overall statistics were with – the people that are on TikTok, the average user time per day is 90 minutes. And he's talking to the mainstream media and he says, all of you would absolutely love to have that type of following. So with the pause button aspect of this is the fact that no one trusts mainstream media anymore, alternate media, some of the, the greatest people right now doing true news coverage seem to be on platforms like TikTok that are that are uncovering a lot of things that shouldn't be covered. One of the big things that we covered East Palestine with the train wreck. First time I heard about it, TikTok was on TikTok about 50 minutes after it occurred. Now is this hear me out conspiracy theory, tin hat wife for a hot second. Is this the Chinese trying to melt our brains to make the average American dumber and more scatterbrained so that they really can take over the world? At this point in time, I go to George Carlin. (laughs) And when George Carlin, this was in the mid-90s, when he said, imagine how stupid the average American is and understand that half the population is stupider than that. Yeah. So I don't think it's really China that's doing that. You're probably not wrong. We're just embracing it wholly. (laughs) America. Uh, All right. Okay, sorry. So 
Yeah, if you have some feedback, if you have some comments on this, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us at the native.thetransplant at gmail.com. Again, the native.thetransplant at gmail.com. And, and give us your opinion. Do you use TikTok? Uh, what has TikTok done for you? Just here in northern Colorado, the overall user, um, I was able to try and uh, get within you know Cheyenne to Denver and from Estes Park out to uh, Greeley. Do you have a guess on how many users of TikTok? A lot. Roughly about 200,000. That's less than I was thinking, but not really. That's a good chunk of peeps. And again, that's people that are driving through that sort of stuff. It's all based off of location data. Sure. So this is something that can affect northern Colorado. You have one of the largest content creators, uh, bar none, down in Colorado Springs. So he's with the GFC gang. That's where he got his popularity. The Great Friends Club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if you do use TikTok and uh, you have some comments on everything that's going on and what your hot take is on it, please reach out to us. Send us an email. Um, and if you want to come on and talk about it and some of the success that you have had with TikTok, we'd love to invite you in studio to be able to have that conversation. Yeah, or Zoom. We can Zoom call you in, too. In-studio is way more fun, though. Indeed. So let's get to the other main story, dealing with guns. We talked about in the last episode two weeks ago some of the gun bills that are going through, uh, going through the House and the Senate right now. And yet again, we had another school shooting yesterday. In Denver. At East High. Yeah, Um I, watching that news coverage while I was out for lunch with a friend was like watching Columbine as a senior in high school at, you know, Loveland all all over again. It kind of gave me a little anxiety watching the kids rush out of the building, you know, an hour south of us again. Yeah. So uh, it looks like both um, – looks like both administrators are going to make it. There's still one in critical condition. Um, it was two administrators that were shot, and then they found the suspect who had unalived himself um, in the next county over. That's an eloquent way of putting it. I know. Uh, I know. We get throttled down if we use certain key phrases. Yeah. So, talking about this topic, it's always somber, and it's it. It's always frustrating um, because the emotional aspect takes away from the factual aspect. Some of the, and again, this is my hot takes on it. So if you have any questions or if you have any comments, please feel free to reach out to me at the native.thetransplant at gmail.com. Looking at the gun bills that we have going through, and we went into detail on them, looking at the fact that Governor Polis said that he is not that he is not interested in the full assault weapons ban because he believes it goes too far and it, he believes that it's going to be tied up in the Supreme Court and it's going to t- it's going to cost Colorado taxpayers millions and millions of dollars. Good for him. Then we have the shooting. Yeah, but do we think that do we think that that was really tied together? I hope not. I hope not. And this is where it gets on the conspiracy side of things. But you look at 
you look at throughout the last two decades, you look at it from, from Columbine to today. Now, Columbine happened when there was a national assault weapons ban. Yeah. You look at everything that has happened with every school shooting. You look at Vivaldi. You look at... Um, oh, Sandy Hook. Sandy Pulse. Hook Park. Um, it was the Florida one. You look at all of these and what happens after these shootings take place. Thoughts and prayers and big dumb assault weapons bans. And bills that would not do anything. Aurora, we saw it here in Colorado after the Aurora theater shooting. Yeah. And they went ahead and wanted to ban magazines of a certain capacity. They wanted to do a bunch of different stuff that we had talked about already. It wouldn't have stopped it. Why isn't it the question, why aren't we enforcing the laws, the gun laws that we already have on the books? There's over 22,000 gun laws on the books right now. Federally. Across the nation. Yeah. Federally and state. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that can go back to policing. That can go back to poverty. That can go back to... Uh, it's a complex topic. I mean, we, you, we could we could talk circles. That we've talked circles about it. Uh, when we had uh, Leslie Hollywood on um, last year with her conversations as far as everything that they tried to push forth last legislative session. And so we look at this yet again. We talk about guns. Why... trying to get my words <laughs> um you look at gun control bills and you look at everything that they are trying to pass right now some of it i agree with some of it as far as a three-day wait shoot half the time it takes you three days anyways um and that would put a damper on things where the boulder shooting couldn't have occurred because he came into town picked up a weapon uh picked up a gun and then went to the King Supers and shot a bunch of people. Some of that stuff makes sense. Do I believe everyone should own a gun? No. Just as I believe that not everyone should drive a car. <laughs> not everyone should be on Facebook. <laughs> so, you know, there's some of these aspects that, yes, there does need to be some control. But it gets to a point of if you push so hard one way, it's going to be the pendulum where then it's going to swing back the other way. Well, that's the rubber band effect too. Yeah, it just snaps. It does. And so instead of being able to have honest discussions, they throw kids into this, you know, with all of the school shootings, with everything, everything that talks about gun control. When's the last time you heard a gun control conversation about a gun control bill that they didn't bring forward a dozen kids to stand up and talk about Whatever it is. Well, I mean, I, I feel like maybe kids honestly have the scariest bit about it. I mean, with shooter drills, with special locks that they're building and putting in classrooms for bulletproof backpacks and bulletproof whiteboards that lock if somehow they manage to get through the door. I mean, at at our daughter's school you can't even you can't even get into the building even if you got a 
pick her up. I mean, you put your ID at the window, you dial the button in, and then they send the kid out. So you don't even you don't even get out. Like you don't even get to bum rush the door. Like you get to stand there. Well, with some of this, as well as even CNN of all places was even reporting this, where Denver Public Schools temporarily sus- suspend its ban on armed guards in schools after this. So there is something to be said as far as when you have a gun-free zone, then all you have is a bunch of un, you know, unarmed individuals. The only people that would have a gun would be somebody trying to do harm. Well, shoot, I mean, even after Columbine, we had two or three school resource officers from Loveland PD that were at the high school. Yeah. You know. And with a lot of this stuff that's been going on, why aren't we having a bigger discussion on mental health? Oh, that's exactly, I mean, you nailed it. You nailed it. And it's a culture thing. It's a mental health thing. It's, it's, it's all of that. It's, it's all of that. This is my frustration. It's kind of the same thing that we were talking about with TikTok is the fact that there are so many things that are going on in the world. And yet we're spending so much time, so much resources on our elected officials to debate gun control bills or to debate TikTok Instead of actually debating things that can actually make a difference within this world, it's the same thing as far as um, I'm talking about. I'm going to go off on a tangent here. You have issues with the healthcare system, you have issues with the banking system, and I am going to to speak to the banking system as far as with Silicon Valley and all of the issues that have gone on with that. The fact that we've lost three banks now, there's a lot more on the chopping block. I hope if you were one of those people that was adamant about not allowing student loan forgiveness, not allowing the student loan bailout, that you are just as vocal about making sure that they do not give a single cent to any of these banks. We bailed them out before. We bailed them out to the tune of $6 trillion during the COVID. And that was, what, the second or third bailout that the banks have had since... At this point in time, 2008, maybe. So instead of debating guns and, you know, just for one year, one year, just actually follow the laws that are on on the books already and see what that does. And let's focus on the banking system and, you know, arresting all of these C-suite level people that have crashed their banks yet again. Well, yeah, I mean, good grief. Is the FDIC uh, jumping in to help out the people that have been screwed over by these banks? So they are helping out with all of the depositors. That's what they've said is they're helping out with the depositors and not helping out with any of the executives or anybody of that sort. The problem is, is that a lot of the executives were depositors. So you're still helping them out a little bit. I'm angry tonight. I don't know why. I don't. I'm, with all of these topics, that's that's an odd. You are you are kind of hot button tonight. I'm just frustrated looking at the world right now and all of the things that we should be dealing with, and yet we're, and always, we're dealing with this BS again and again always, and always. Always, <laughs> we'll be dealing with this for the rest of our lifetimes. And, and so Crooked just, banks, gun control. And social media. And sketchy developers, I guess. <laughs> you know, Scooby-Doo had it right. So It's always a crooked developer. <laughs> always. So, yeah, it's 
just with everything that's going on, why is it that we're focused on this stuff and instead of, you know, the the mothership that's, I guess, in alien mothership that's in our solar system? I think we did touch on that two weeks ago as well. We did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what? oh, we watched Paul the other night, <laughs> giggling about the mothership and that. Yes. Anyway, another tangent. Sorry, kids. So, it... I know, I know, I I see you. You you've got that look on your face. It's okay. <laughs> this is why we have the podcast so he I can be angry it. into a microphone. Be angry into a microphone. Yeah, because I've heard it also. The last few times, I've, I've been <laughs> rather happy. It's been great. It's it's gotten to this point where I'm just so frustrated with everything else that's gone on. And you look at our local city councils; they can't get along. They can't even have a discussion. It's it's just infuriating right now. And I've been there. I, you know, a lot of people that complain they never have stuck their neck out on the line to be able to run for a public office. And all they do is, you know, they're a keyboard warrior or whatever it may be. I've been there. I've stuck my neck out on the line. I didn't win. But I'm still going to talk about it and still going to have, you know, these discussions as far as, hey, let's actually focus on what needs to be done. Our healthcare system is falling apart. And we could talk about that every week. We could. For seven hours. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to it anymore. No. You look at Everybody our roads. Everybody knows. You know, it's, it's the good old thing that we always joke about when we talk about I-25. You know, be like I-25. Never stop working on yourself. Amen. Or, you know, coming across Kansas and I-70 is beautiful and you hit the Colorado border and you're going to lose a tire in a pothole. And yeah. yet, how much money has gone into CDOT, which we've also talked about. <laughs> Well, they just got another $5.4 billion. So I'm hoping that at some point in time, this can actually do something to solve the problems. You know, even just a couple of weeks back, there was somebody complaining about all of the registrations, the, the behind registrations or lapsed reg registrations. And I'm looking at it, I'm going, you know, our registration money is supposed to go to our roads and our bridges and to help maintain all of the overall infrastructure. And if they aren't, if our infrastructure is in such poor shape, they obviously haven't been spending the money where it's supposed to go. So why on earth are we giving them more money? Well, there's that part. So it's just one thing after another where you look at the foundation of our governments from the federal to the state to the local governments. What are they actually doing? What are they actually, what problems are they actually solving versus just what other bills, what other laws are they throwing on us on a daily or weekly basis? You think they just like to hear themselves talk and then they want to put a bill out there so that they're remembered forever as contributing to this one weird bill while they were in office. And I would love to see it be kind of a one-to-one -one where you have to remove a bill in order to, you have to remove a law in order to pass a new law. Like cleaning out your closet. If yeah. you're going to bring those shoes home, you got to get rid of an old pair of shoes. <laughs> Imagine where we'd be. <laughs> Imagine where we'd be. It'd be something. It'd be something. <laughs> we'd have a really clean closet. Yeah. yeah but then we, we would. wouldn't have our old favorites. And then what would we do? You couldn't make them all of your old t-shirts into a quilt. This is true. Maybe so. you could. Bill of Rights. It's a t-shirt quilt now. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's switch up the tune a little bit. And I know I'm excited for your lore story this week. All it's right. something that I didn't, I didn't know anything about. 
well, you know, this is why I do what I do. First of all, several weeks ago, we did the story on Alfred Packard, and uh, we did the uh, Cannibal the Musical with South Park. It is currently streaming on Peacock, if you have not seen it and you love South Park. Alex found it on Peacock last night. So if you still haven't seen it, you can you can watch it on Peacock. The sky is blue and all the <laughs> don't leaves give, are don't green. Don't give away the best song. <laughs> all right, so this week's story is about the Mount Shivano Snow Angel near Colorado Springs. It's also in the Sawatch Mountains, which is, you know, where Cannibal the Musical takes place. So in the southern Sawatch Mountains... You might happen to catch her in the snow. She's an ice angel. She emerges from the eastern face of the mountain where the snow drifts meet every spring. She ends the drought in the Arkansas River Valley. Um, She has three wildly different legends, but they all have a similar theme. One was the goddess, Jupiter, uh, exiled a young goddess who annoyed her so much that she banished her as an ice angel, uh, told her she would be stuck to Mount Shivano until tragedy struck the humans in the valley below. Well, if you've lived in Colorado your whole life, you know that drought on the Arkansas River is always a thing. So she finally uh, cried, this goddess who was stuck in the ice, and the ice dam broke and brought the water down the mountains and, you know, ended the drought help the people. Uh, Jupiter returned and told her she was free and could leave the mountain, but the young goddess wanted to stay and help the people whenever she was needed. So that's the first legend. And she melts every spring to end the drought in the Arkansas River Valley. Um, Another, the second uh, legend is about the Indian princess. I'm not, I'm sure you Indians maybe lived there. Close? I think it's the youths. I think you're right, but I don't. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, you guys. Come for me. I don't. Don't come for me. It's <laughs> called the Indian Princess, and I'd rather not call it that. But um, it was there was a tribe who found the area very fertile for hunting, fishing. It was great. Uh, one year of terrible snowfall left the valley so dry that the tribe was forced to start searching for another place to live, and the chief's princess. Heartbroken at the prospect of having to move, went to the base of the mountain and prayed and asked the spirits to end the drought. Uh, The god of plenty said he would answer her prayer, but only if she sacrificed herself. So then he transformed her into the angel of Mount Shivano. And each spring, the princess reappears and cries for her people. The tears melt, the ice and snow provide water to the river and the streams below. Hmm. So there you go. Another so sad for the people kind of thing. Uh, and then the third legend is about Chief Shivano, who I'm assuming the mountain is named after. Um, it's lesser known, but still part of the history. Uh, he lived in the valley below the mountain and became close friends with a freed slave and a mountain man named Jim Beckwith. Um, another version of the story tells of Chief Shivano's friendship with a scout named George Beckwith. So same guy. I don't know. We don't know. In both stories, the chief's friend was really injured. Uh, and the chief went to the base of the mountain to pray for his friend. And as a sign, the spirits heard his prayer, and the angel of snow appeared on the side of the mountain. Um, so you can 
you can hike the trailhead. It's not a picnic to get up to, apparently. Um, but there are directions to get up there. Um, the road is paved most of the way and accessible by passenger car um, from Poncho Springs go west on US 50 from the junction of US 50 and US 285 for six miles. And then you turn north onto County 240 for 3.8 miles to the trailhead. So there you go. You can hike up mm. to the Angel. Uh, and the one picture, the only picture I can find, and it sure as heck looks like an angel laying in the snowpack valley up there, getting ready to melt down right into the right into the river. That's awesome. So which which storyline do you lean more towards? Well, you know, being me, being me, I love the story of Jupiter, which is such a very Roman story, though. So. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, you know, obviously the tribal stories are maybe a little more plausible for the area around here than a Roman goddess that's banishing a young goddess up to the mountains in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You know, I learn something every week from you. I appreciate this that. This is why I do what I do. I yeah. dig for weird, weird stories. There's plenty more ghost stories. Oh, my gosh. I almost freaked myself out researching yesterday while everybody was gone. I was like, oh. So we've got some good stories coming up in the next couple of episodes. Turn on the lights. <laughs> Excellent. I like it. So, awesome. Well, we have a beer of the week this week. We sure do, and it is delightful. We it's one that we haven't done in a while. Um, we've, it's a New Belgium beer, but New Belgium has their reserve, their Belgian reserve now, which is a honey orange triple. So it's a Belgian-style ale brewed with wild African honey and fresh ground Seville orange peel. And the description on this one is a deliciously sweet and citrusy traditional Belgian style ale fermented with wild honey from the African bronze honey company and fresh ground Seville orange peel sourced locally from the old town spice shop in Fort Collins. Oh, that's cool. This is a heavy beer. It's a <laughs> uh, 10% ABV. Um, but it's not like heavy, like it's a, n- a stout or a, it's just heavy cause it's a big beer. Yeah. This it, is a big beer. It is a big beer. The thing that got to me is even when I cracked the bottle and then just poured it into a, a tulip glass, which I highly encourage you. If you have a tulip glass, that's the perfect glass for this beer. Oh, just put your whole nose in it. The aromas, just the nose on this beer is amazing. Oh, it's orange and honey all day long. I almost taste a little banana peel in it like just kind of that like f- f- fruit salad orange and banana deliciousness that my mom used to make when we were kids kind of thing with dinner you know we didn't she didn't want to do vegetables so we always did like a orange and banana salad with honey over the top of it where it has that just hint of creaminess to it yeah yeah, yeah. I, I can i'm picking up what you're laying down yeah a little banana in there it's it's i mean i know it doesn't have banana in it but it's it's delicious. And this is, it's a gorgeous beer as well. The amber color of this beer is amazing. It looks like orange peels. <laughs> I mean, it's not neon, like, but it's, it's like, it's like thick, beautiful honey is what it looks like. It is honey color beer. Like that raw, locally sourced honey colored beer. 
I don't drink a lot of new Belgian beers. It's not that I don't like them. I just, you know, with everything else that we have and the smaller craft beers, um, craft breweries around here, I don't go after new Belgium very often, but with some of their new reserves, I wanted to try them and I'm so glad we did. No. Oh, yeah. That was a, that was a good choice tonight. This is, here. this is, I highly encourage you to pick up a six pack of it and you know, this gets you ready for spring. Sure. I'm always ready for spring. <laughs> <laughs> I know that it just, it's that, that citrus it's, it, it just, I know it's fresh. It's not dark and heavy and broody like winter beers. Yeah. It's light and happy and boozy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now you guys, I we got we got to talk about it. We've we've got a handful of episodes up. Formula One season has started, and Alex and I have decided, so, after it, watching the Netflix Drive to Survive series, that we were going to start another podcast. So everyone has a hobby. And being able to talk about your hobby, that's something that you enjoy doing, whether it's, you know, painting Warhammer figurines, whether it's slot car racing, whether it's, you know, making balsa wood ships or whatever it may be, or it's just watching football or rugby. I love Formula One and I love the dynamic behind it. And with Drive to Survive, it really got Mary into (laughs) Formula One with me. It's only because he was jumping up and down and, oh, my gosh, so you know this guy, uh, which was cute. So I (laughs) have followed very closely, and we decided to start our very own Stupid American Formula One podcast. And that is where you can find it on iHeartRadio and on Spotify is the Stupid American Formula One podcast. Yeah, so if you uh, are into Formula One or just can't get enough of Mary and Alex talking, hop on over and listen to our commentaries and about qualifying and races and that one's far more lighthearted. um i i'm not angry on that podcast uh <laughs> partially because of the intro and outro i'm just gonna tease that it, it, it <laughs> makes him giggle every time if it doesn't bring a smile to your face I, I don't know what will so but as always i'm your native alex johnson i'm your fill-in transplant but also a native mary johnson <laughs> we'll see you next week take care